Hello, I am John Deeks and welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast. With over 270,000 members and growing, Your Life Choices is Australia's longest established and most trusted digital destination for the over 50s. Our mission, as always, is to inform, empower and engage. And today I'm very pleased to be reconnecting with a guest we had on the show just recently from the University of Sydney School of Pharmacy, Professor Bandana Sini. Now, uh, we're very, very happy to have Bandana again with us, and we do appreciate your time too, Bandana, especially as you're on your annual break. But the reason I wanted to reconnect with you was as a follow-up to our t- chat, uh, which was more of a general nature when it comes to our local pharmacist as a port of call for our health issues. But in the last couple of uh, weeks, last couple of months, health issues continue to lead the nightly news in the front page of the papers, and I thought it would be a good time to get an update on how our pharmacists are coping with the ongoing health crisis and all. Welcome to you, Bandana. It's my privilege to be on the show, um, John. Well, it's great to have you back again. And uh, look, since we spoke to you, which wasn't all that long ago, but what issues have changed in the last month or so for our pharmacists? Um, I think a couple of things. One is the arrival of the booster doses for COVID-19 vaccines and pharmacists rolling these out through pharmacies. Uh, the spreading number of COVID cases with the Omicron variant. Yeah. I think they would be the two biggest issues that have occurred. Well, before we get on to the rapid antigen tests and uh, where the heck are they, etc., but uh, on the booster shots, uh, quite a few people have said to me when I've said I've had my booster shot, oh, which one did you get? Well, being an over 70, I got the AstraZeneca very early on. Then I think I had the Moderna as a, as a backup. Does it matter which one you have as a booster? doesn't really. Um, so there are two um, COVID-19 booster vaccines that are approved by PGA, and these are the Pfizer and the Moderna. And that's based on um, a lot of evidence around the world um, about their efficacy as boosters. So of these two, both of which are mRNA vaccines, it doesn't matter which one you get. And the, the time between getting your uh, last shot or the second shot and the booster, that's been shortened, am I correct? That is right. So it's now currently at four months from your last or second vaccine dose. How available is it from your pharmacist, Bandana? I think most pharmacies are actually um, able to provide people with their booster shots. might be worth for uh, uh, any particular person planning on getting it to call the pharmacy and find out. And then, you know, also ask for preferable times uh, to arrive for their shots. A lot of our seniors are having trouble trying to book online because of some of the complexities therein. But how many of the pharmacists, to your knowledge, and I'm not asking you to be the ultimate uh, knowledge uh, when it comes to what's happening in every pharmacy, but how many of the pharmacists would you be able to just walk in and say, I'd like to get my booster, please? Um, I would say around 60 to 70% would have the booster available and be able to deliver it. My understanding is that some pharmacies, given that a lot of staff um, have had COVID and there might be slight staff Mm. shortages, might have set particular days when they have a spare pharmacist who can do the administration. So I do think it's still worth a call first before walking in. So call your pharmacist, see if you are able to to walk in unless uh, you're able to do a a booking, although I know some of the bookings have gone out for, for some time ahead. Before we wrap up talking about uh, COVID, etc., uh, 
are there new strains coming through that you know of, of, of COVID? Uh, and are we likely to get into a situation, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but similar to the flu where every year you get a, a different flu shot, or at least most of us do, you get a, a flu shot for a particular strain of flu that's come down from the Northern Hemisphere. Can you see that being the norm, that there'll be a different strain of, of COVID each year, perhaps? Look, the um, COVID virus, it's uh, mutating quite regularly, as you expect any virus would. So you might actually be having a new strain every week. But some of these strains are not that important because they don't spread out to the population. And so, you know, uh, I guess they don't matter. It may well come to the flu sort of situation, but my understanding sort of is that the flu virus is far more complex than the COVID virus. So there's, uh, you know, likely to be fewer permutations and combinations, which is pretty much what a mutation is, in the COVID um, virus scenario than in the flu scenario. But I think at this stage, it's a little bit uh, unclear how we would end up. What we do know is that with the current important strains, the strains of concern or variants of concern, the current COVID-19 vaccines are still you know, efficacious. If there is a variant that is uh, behaving quite differently to the current variants that have been around, uh, it's quite easy to manufacture vaccines now that the technology is there. So should that happen, we'll have different you know, I mean, vaccine is a different strain that's targeted. But at, at, at the moment, that's not the case. I guess we all know, uh, Bandana, somebody who is a, in inverted commas, anti-vaxxer. Um, I certainly have a few friends who have refused to pick up the uh, the jab and, and have it. Uh, what do you say to those people who are reticent about getting a jab? Uh, I would say they shouldn't be. These vaccines have really been well tested in randomized controlled trials, which have sufficient numbers to, you know, give a statistically valid result. Um, now, particularly, you know, after nearly a year out of these vaccines being in the public, um, we've got billions of people around the world who've taken them. Um, so it's a very large, even natural trial out of the lab. So I wouldn't be reticent at all. The only way to protect ourselves at the moment, apart from public health measures, which are not foolproof, is to have a vaccine because the vaccine allows your body's immune system to fight off an infection. And as we can see, infections are so rampant at the moment with the Omicron that nearly everyone around us is reporting having them. So that is the ultimate protection. Getting on to some other matters, uh, what other pressures are on the hard-working pharmacists that you know of at this time, Bandana? <laughs> I think all pharmacies are besieged with requests for the rapid antigen tests as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And most pharmacies, um, you know, at the moment don't have stock. If they receive stock, it runs out really fast as well. But there's a lot of pressure, as you'll notice. Many pharmacies are putting notices on their doors. We've sold out. <laughs> so that's a bit of pressure, as is, of course, you know, Still continuing with the original um, vaccination, you know, the two doses and the third dose for immunocompromised people, sure. as well as the boosters now. Um, in addition to that, I think uh, because so many people are getting COVID at the moment, the pharmacies have to be really careful how they roster staff so they always have a backup layer. So there's a lot of pressure at the moment. 
talking about um, some general questions that I've had put to me from a uh, somebody who works in a pharmacy, a lot of the, the folks who come in are a bit unsure of getting the home brand of a product against the, the known brand name. So uh, they might uh, get a, a pain reliever that is a no-name brand but have the same ingredients. What is your take on that and, and what would you say to those folks who were a little concerned about getting a home brand? I would say that it's a, it's a misplaced concern because a home brand or the generic brands as we call them are exactly the same chemical moiety that's in your um, original you know, drug very often the brand and the generic or the brand and the no-name are owned by the same company as well. It's yeah. just that the drug goes off patent, and so they create a generic that they own as well. There's usually not much difference at all in the active ingredients. Sometimes there may be a difference in the inactive ingredients, which don't matter, they're just fillers. Uh, and if that is indeed the case, that the drug is slightly different in terms of its makeup, not the active ingredient, your doctor will, will suggest to you do not change brand. But for most drugs, I would say 99.9%, there is really no difference. And they're much cheaper, and very often they're good for our local economy. I know that asthma is, is one of your uh, interests and you've done some wonderful studies as far as asthma is concerned. Uh, has uh, the COVID situation affected people with asthma or have you noticed an increase or decrease, certainly with the, the weather as it is at the moment, up and down certainly the eastern seaboard? Well, this time there's often uh, asthma flare-ups, you know, given the thunderstorms and the fallout of the, you know, pollen season, which does end in December, November. But I think it's a lot of people also experience asthma due to weather change. So you'll notice it's a hot, dry day, and then suddenly it's a wet, rainy day. Uh, and mm. those kind of differences. Or even stepping out from a nice, cool, air-conditioned environment to a hot car, uh, which yes. is parked out on the road. Those kind of issues often do cause... Uh, asthma flare-ups in, in, at this time of uh, year. With COVID, I wouldn't say that people with asthma are more likely to, um, you know, get infected. It's the same as everybody else. Um, of course, if you are infected and your asthma was not well controlled, then you're likely to have some um, breathing difficulties. But if you've been taking your preventers as prescribed by a doctor, using your inhaler, you know, using the appropriate technique, then mm. your asthma should be under control. If you're vaccinated, then, you know, you're protected somewhat from COVID as well, not from getting it, but not from not developing uh, very serious symptoms. Have you any anecdotal evidence of people neglecting their other health issues and perhaps not venturing outside to go see their local pharmacist at all, Vandana? Yes, my pharmacy colleagues have been telling me that you know, very often people are not coming in to pick their repeats as regularly as they should. Uh, and possibly that is due to being a little bit wary about um, COVID, even currently as well with the Omicron. So I think my advice would be to not neglect your regular health matters, you know, your blood pressure medications or your statins or whatever else you're on, and make sure that you're getting your repeats from the pharmacist on time. 
Bandana, just to wrap up now, last words of caution to all of us in the community listening to this as far as staying COVID safe. What are your final words? My final words would be get vaccinated, get your booster shot, and make sure you follow all the public health advice about wearing masks, hand hygiene, and social distancing. And don't follow some of the rubbish that's on the internet about... uh people trying to spook you out listen to the professionals listen to the uh, listen to the people who know what they're talking about not all the scaremongers agree fully 100% <laughs> look a thank you again professor bandana sini from the sydney school of pharmacy you stay well thank you so much indeed for giving up your time while you are on on a break right now we appreciate it your life choices appreciates it and you stay safe It's my pleasure. Thank you, John. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. I hope you do stay safe. We'll catch you next time on our next podcast for your life choices.